I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're back again for another installment of the Strap Season Podcast. This is episode 44. I'm your boy, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. And the usual spiel, make sure you check us out on all the streaming platforms. There's a link in our bios, on our Twitter and Instagram. Hit the link there. That's going to take you to all the links for where we are. So make sure you click on that link and leave us a comment, subscribe, leave us, leave us a review, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All that good stuff. Um, how you been, bro? You been good? Yeah, bro. Like we said, been active, man. Been um, active. En- enjoying the restaurants. Back in the streets. <laughs> bro, we're out here. We're out here for real, for real. Um, yeah, obviously. I mean, there's many places where we can start. Well, two places from where we can start, really, that I want to talk yeah. about. Two big fights that happened yesterday. Um, where do you fancy starting? Do you fancy starting with Tank or do you fancy starting with Lomachenko? Um... Let's start with Tank. Okay. Okay. Tank. Tank. Javante Davis versus Mario Barrios. Um, I I think I said before that Tank is always in exciting fights. So any fighter Tank is up against, even though they might put opponents, which I'm not really looking to see him against, I'm going to treat him regardless because it's Tank and I like Tank. I'm following his journey and I like to see him do well. Uh, He didn't disappoint again. Another super exciting fight. Um, a fight where he had trouble. Um, Tank, he didn't have it all his own way, which is what we want to see. But in true Tank fashion, he came away with a you know a knockout victory and was able to close the show towards the end. Um, let's 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 take it from I guess let's take it from the start. Let's take it from round one. Um, we'll take we'll work our way through. Um, <clears throat> I think the first thing you saw straight away, obviously, we I think we highlighted it before. I mean, I think pretty much everyone that Tank comes up against is going to be bigger than him, dimensions-wise. But this one was ridiculous. I think we said it last week. Barris is about, what, 5'10", 5'11"? He looks taller than that, man. And he, he, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking, he's big. Not, like, he's a big 5'10", 5'11", if you know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> like, the difference was, was crazy. Um, yeah. And I think early on we saw he was utilizing his, I guess, his height and his reach to good effect because he started off on the jab from early. And for me, I don't know if you saw differently, but I think for the earlier couple of rounds, Tank was struggling to, I guess, deal, deal with the height and the reach and sort of struggling a little bit to deal with the jab that Barrios is flicking out there constantly. Um, and so to me, Tank started a little bit cagey a little bit cagey. I think he was trying to sort of, I guess, work his way in, uh, trying to figure out Barrios and the, the puzzle that he was, that he put in front of him. Um, so yeah, for a few of the earlier rounds, I actually gave to Barrios. Um, what were you, did, did you see the same or, or, or what, did you feel like those earlier rounds were a bit even in terms of scoring or did, did you feel like Tank had a bit trouble early on dealing um, with yeah. what was in front of him? You can only score what's in front of you, and yeah. I have to agree with you. Um, Tank weren't very much; he was very much passive. 
But the thing that Tank has in his favour, his reflexes and his defence is actually really good. Um, he was... Um, Barris was trying to use the jab and trying to use the range, but um, Tank has good reflexes. He has good footwork. He could avoid most of the damage, but he weren't thrown enough himself. He yeah. He could have closed the distance. He could have closed the gap. Um, he couldn't... He weren't really negating Barris's jab. Yeah. So that jab was constantly out there. He was able to evade it, but he couldn't completely nullify it. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't nullify it to get his own work off, or he couldn't establish his own work, really. And I don't think he was really trying to. Maybe he was quite tentative, it seemed. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like he was trying to get off his work and he was failing. He just wasn't doing enough. I, but, um, yeah, go on. Yeah, he was... So those first few rounds, um, it wasn't that Barrios was, like, dominant or beating yeah. him up or anything, yeah. but... That Barrios is just doing more. If you're he, if he, you're he, scoring he, it, yeah. If you're scoring it like how you would a boxing fight, yeah. Just because of the fact of Tank's lack of activity and Barrios's activity, yeah. You, you can't, it's, yeah. You can't not give those rounds to Barrios. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It, it, yeah, exactly. It wasn't like he was washing him or Tank was severely because of it. Because Barrios is a lot better than him. It was just more the fact that he wasn't active like what we see, obviously. And I think, yeah, I put that down to at first, maybe just, I guess, getting used to the range, getting used to the fact that this guy is bigger than me and he can outrange me. Um, maybe, bit, maybe a bit worried of maybe a power he might possess as well, perhaps trying not to get caught. I did you know, obviously listen to his post-fight interview and he was saying that, yeah, at first he just, he just didn't want, you know, he was trying not to get caught because, of, yeah, he's just, just a bit wary in that sense. Um, but... Yeah, there were portions in the earlier rounds where you could see where Tank would have success. And I think some guy mentioned in the last episode that even though Barris obviously has these amazing tools of height and reach, he isn't the quickest and Tank will always have him hands down beat for speed. And there were times where Tank was able to counter him really, really nicely um, after slipping his jab or whatever and land a few good counter shots and as you said, his reflexes are, are brilliant. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of talk goes to Tank's offensive ability, but I've always loved his defensive ability for me as well. Um, I've always rated him as a as a good fighter defensively. Um, he can be hit, yes, but for the most part, he's able to slip and ride shots and duck underneath them and whatever, because he's obviously short and stock. He's got a very low center of gravity, so he's yeah. able to maneuver really well on the defensive end. Um, so the yeah. thing about his defense, it's a mixed defense as well. Yes, he doesn't just rely on the reflexes. Yes, yes he, his head movement could be better, but yeah. he doesn't just. Re- he keeps his guard high. He's yeah, he, to- Sometimes he does the peekaboo. Sometimes he does yeah. the shoulder roll. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He mixes up and his footwork as well. He mixes up, which makes yeah. it a more rounded defense than certain other yeah. fighters who think yeah. have amazing reflexes. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So look, I guess we're sort of winding up down to the, I guess the middle portion. And that's when I think Tank is then starting to step on the pedal a little bit. Um, yeah. He's starting to step on the pedal a little bit. And yeah. obviously we know Tank is so explosive and so powerful. He really is a pocket rocket. And there were times when, when he was stepping on the pedal, he was sort of able to, because the first couple of rounds you saw Tank on the back foot a little bit and yeah. Barrows was dictating with his jab. So Tank was on the back foot. But then, we reverse it now to like the middle rounds and Tank was able to start to walk, obviously walk Barrios down. He was marching forward. Obviously Barrios was still 
jabbing and whatnot and trying to catch tanks. But as we said, tanks' reflexes are really, really good. So he was able to duck and whatnot whilst then starting to fire off his own work. So that's when sort of tank then started to, I guess, pick up the pace a little bit. And yeah, man, he, he, he had success. And even though Barros was landing, you could just feel that the, t- the shots that tanks were, Tank was landing were more hurtful. They're the ones that yeah. stinging. You could feel them. So, you know, this guy's power is ridiculous for such a small man. Like, we, you know, we, we held up um, in a way last week for his power for such a small man. Tank is in the same bracket. Tank is in the exact same bracket. For such a small man, he carries so much power. And yeah, you could sort of tell that these shots were hurting Barrios. And obviously his face is getting marked up now. I think he's got two different cuts or whatever. Um, so at this point, it's it's quite a it's quite it's quite an engaging fight, I would say. Tank is like having his success. Um, but it wasn't till the eighth round, I believe it was the eighth round, when it all sort of kicked off majorly. Yeah. Mm. Um, Tank has dropped Barrios twice in that round. Um, both were headshots. Um, I'm pretty sure the first one was a counter shot, even. Yeah, it was a right hook. Yeah, counter right hook. I think Barrios was thrown, Tank slipped, and he's caught him. And obviously, as he's sort of off balance, falling back, he's copped it and he's dropped him. Um, crowd goes crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, where they're thinking, uh oh. Because <laughs> obviously we're used to see, we know what Tank is. When he Tank's a finisher, boy, that 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 guy that guy can score goals. He's a finisher, we know. So he's dropped in that one time in, in the eighth round. Barrios has beat the count. Tank has obviously the referees waved him to you know carry on fighting. You saw Tank. You see, he ran to Barrios. Did you see? Yep. Yeah, he ran straight. <laughs> ran straight to him, and he's clocked him again. Um, I think it's, I think it's the same. Well, not the same shot, but it's, I think it's another right. Is it, was it was it the left? Was it the left? Okay, but it was kind of like through the guard kind of thing. But he's caught him, dropped him again against the ropes. So literally, like yeah, half like thirty seconds later, he's dropped him again, and we're thinking, yeah, it, it, this could be it. Night time now. Credit to Barrios because he showed his durability in there. He beats the count, and yeah, they go back to their respective corners now, and now we have an intervention. I want to talk about this intervention from Floyd. Um, I'm going to call it intervention, an intervention of sorts, because obviously all throughout the fight, you could hear Floyd, I guess, giving his obviously coaching Tank, even though he's not actually a member of his corner. Tank's obviously his fighter, so he's obviously, you know, giving his advice to him and whatnot. But Floyd's now come over to Tank and said that, you're, by the way, you're down on the unofficial scorecards. It wasn't, it wasn't yet though. It, that was that was oh. the start of the. Was that the, was, was that the ninth or was it okay? That was it. Okay. So okay. Yeah. It, how did it go? So they came out for the ninth, and then okay, yes, this, oh, yes, I Barrios, yes, Barrios yes. came out strong for the thank ninth. You, remember? Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm bugging. Um, tanks basically, yeah. Tanks literally emptied the tank, literally emptied the tank, and trying to get Barrios out of there in the eighth. Barrios stubborn doesn't go. The ninth now and. That was Barrios' one of, one, of, one of his strongest rounds. And I remember saying that I think Tank expended so much energy in the eighth round, he's had to take this ninth round off. And that is literally what happened to me anyways. That's, what, that's how I saw it. Uh, I don't know if you saw it any differently, but Tank, Tank really took the ninth, he took the ninth off to me. Um, he sort of allowed Barrios to dictate. 
um, to get his shots off. And he didn't really throw anything back, really. So to me, I think he was just waiting for his second wind, sort of regaining the stamina and guess, I guess, and the fitness. Because obviously he expended a lot of energy in the eighth round. But um, yeah, that ninth round was a clear Barrios round, which obviously you're there thinking, okay, Tanks had probably his best round and now Barrios had his best round. This fight is kind is, of up in the air at this point. Is, is that the round Barrios looked like he hurt um, Tank? Because there was a time, I think he landed maybe a, a right, a straight right, and Tank fell back into the ropes yeah. and done the yeah. whole yeah. 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 of I, moving I your head and trying to be either, sharp. It was either that round or the 10th. Or the 10th, yeah, one of them two rounds. But which made yeah. the fight even more exciting for me. Yeah. Because, <laughs> At this point, yeah. it's, it's a super exciting fight because obviously you've got Tank who was trying to knock him out and Barrels is obviously being very durable in there and showing that he's a warrior as well. And he also landed his own good shots against Tank. So he was definitely back and forth at this point. And it's funny you mentioned that as well, because to me, obviously Tank felt when obviously Barrels caught Tank very clean, probably the cleanest punch that he landed. And Tank rolled a bit a little bit, but it did catch him really well. And obviously he's dipped against the ropes and then tried to do the whole showboating thing, like you said. Yeah. To me, I think Tank was hurt there, you know. I think oh he was buzzed. Yeah, I, he was. I, yeah. He was obviously he tried to play off that, like, you know, I'm good, but he was one hundred percent buzzed at that point. Mm. And yeah. Okay, now we can fast forward, I guess, to the intervention from Floyd, because you said it was at the start of eleventh. Not the tenth. Yes, yeah. So they finished the tenth round yeah. in the corner and then going out for the obviously, yeah. The yeah. break between the tenth and the eleventh is yeah. where we see Floyd in the corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead though. Um <laughs> yeah, so Floyd's come across to Tank and basically said, Yeah, by the way, you're down on your unofficial call cards. Tank's gone, huh? Wait, what? I just knocked him down twice or whatever. And he said, Floyd's reiterated, said, No, not the official score cards, but the unofficial score cards, they've got you down. So you need to step, basically, Floyd basically said, step it up. And he was like, oh, you know, I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm not going to mention my words, basically. I'm giving it to you straight. You're down on the unofficial score cards, and we need you to get active. And obviously, Floyd, so Tank's taken that on board. That's galvanized him. And he's come out in the 11th round. You can see it notice, notice, uh, noticeably more urgent, um, a lot more urgency with his work. And he's trying to get to work quicker. And... Yeah, well, we saw happen in the 11th round. Um, Tank was able to, they were both going at it. They were both, you know, throwing good shots at each other, landing. Yeah. But as I said before, Tank shots just seemed a lot more hurtful. And he's caught Barrios with, they've had an exchange. Barrios actually caught Tank to the body first, if you notice in that exchange. Yeah. Tank was able to take it. And then they've gone and come, come close again for another exchange. And Tank's landed his own body shot which has sent Barrios crumpling down to the canvas. Like he was doubled over and everything. Yeah. I'm there thinking, that's it. That's it. Um, I've been saying as well, but Tank head, head hunts a lot and I want him to work the body a bit more. So I was really happy that he finally invested the body like properly. And the way Barrios went over, sort of you know, hunched over like that, I'm there thinking there's no way he can get up from this. No way. Barrios has beat the count. Yeah. I said, Wow. This guy is so like I think what I think they call him the Aztec Warrior as his nickname. He's yeah. definitely doing his nickname justice because that's this guy is durable as hell, a lot of heart. Um, so he's beating the count now, and Tanks obviously rushing again to close the show, and he's hit him with a couple of combos, and the referee has I think wisely jumped in and stopped it. 
Barris wasn't actually, he, he didn't drop him again, but you saw he was staggering about and everything. He's, he's, he didn't really know where he was at. So for me, he, he kind of turned away. He turned away. Yeah. yeah, he was, to me, good stoppage from the referee, good time to jump in. And yeah, cue wild celebrations and yeah, tank. Obviously, he jumped up. You see, you see the flip he did. He did a little moonsault as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just to show that, you know, he's he, he's a real athlete. Um, the thing is, yeah. you know, he went even down when Mayweather came over and told him. The scorecards had it even at the time, you know. Yeah, what, the unofficial ones? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve Farhood's scorecards. Yeah, yeah, Steve Farhood's. I think yeah. he had it even at the time. So it was... Yeah. Um, that, cor- that corner thing. Yeah. What did I'll, you make of it? I won't talk about that. Because before we sort of, I guess, we round up on Tank, that corner thing, I, well, you beat me to the punch. I wanted to ask you about it. Um, <laughs> I disagree with what... I, I, I personally am not for it. Yeah. Um, and I questioned the, the, uh, the um, validity of it and whether it should be allowed. Yeah. Because Mayover isn't officially in Tank's corner. Um. So either way, he's obviously it's like a third party in the situation. And I question whether he should be allowed to take information, obviously from around or whatever, what's going on in terms of unofficial call cards and whatnot, and then report that to his fighter. Obviously, I know he's his fighter. He's trying to give him as many advantages as he can. He's trying to help him as much as he can. Mm. But I, I just question if that should be allowed personally, if that relay information should be allowed from someone who's not actually a member of your corner. Um, but for that to be cracked down upon, obviously, it's, this has been going on for. I'm sure Murray is not the first person to do this. Um, a lot of people do it, I'm sure. But for me, I, I just feel like maybe there should be some rules towards that. Maybe. Mm. So yeah, to me, I wasn't too fond of it, but obviously, naturally, I understand why Floyd, why Floyd has done that because it's his fight. He wants to protect his investment, right? So, yeah. Mm. What, what what are your thoughts towards it? My thing is. Mayweather, you're not you're not the coach, you're not the trainer. It comes it comes to the corner, the trainer himself, who um who's been with Tank for a long time now. He wants to get off his own advice to Tank. He wants to talk yeah. to Tank. And Mayweather's there talking to him for the, the for the full minute. <laughs> yeah. And the tank's giving him Mayweather his hundred percent attention. Yeah. And Mayweather's continued to talk, he's he's holding his glove, he's talking to him, and the trainer's not even had time to get off his own advice. Mm. Like it must be. Hugely, it's almost it's a bit disrespectful and frustrating for, for a trainer to be trying to tell, give your fighter advice. Yeah, and because of Mayweather is Mayweather, you can't even tell him to move or get out. Because mm. you got to remember, what's it called? PBC. They they like May, having Mayweather there. They yeah. they ain't gonna tell him, "Oh, Mayweather, you're not allowed to be at ringside. You're not allowed to give advice." The, the camera was always on him. Yeah. <laughs> he loved it. They love it. Come on, you know you know how it goes. <laughs> they, they love it. His views for them, but it, it's it's a bit frustrating that. Mayweather can just come over and like, I, I just don't like, I just don't like it. I, I feel like the trainer, that's the trainer's time to be getting off advice and whatnot. Of course. Because even during the fight, Tank, Tank was talking to someone, I'm not even sure if it was Mayweather, but he kept turning to talk to someone. I think it was, <laughs> it might have been Floyd, you know? Yeah, I think it Floyd, might have been Floyd. Floyd was posted by ringside for that entire, he, he, he like, I'm pretty sure Floyd had allocated seats, but he was at ringside. He was, he was he was by the ring with Literally the camera <laughs> every time, and it's, hey, he was smiling. But yeah, yeah, you saw. He was he was yeah, completely st- stood by the ring, <laughs> hands hands on on the canvas, like he's but a yeah. trainer, like he's yeah. part of the corner. And yeah, I I, I I feel like if he's not part of the corner, he has no business being there. I'm sorry. But yeah, it's, it's Floyd, so that's gonna happen. I just feel like yeah. it's this. 
But then, yeah, I feel like it sometimes takes takes away from Tank's focus that uh, Mayweather's there. Because he was talking to someone during rounds and I was like, what the hell? You get landed with a shot and he'll be looking outside the ring talking to someone. Mm. I was like, is that Mayweather that's, that's distracting you like this or you're trying to get advice from or whatever? Yeah. Um, it's a bit, it was a bit annoying that um, the limelight's always on Mayweather and he always, he's always there almost. Um, let the trainer have his time to get off advice as well. This has always been my issue with Mayweather promoted fighters. Um, it's the fact that, you know, I want, these fighters to get their own shine. I want the limelight to be on them. But unfortunately with Floyd around, that can never happen. And I feel like he should personally try and take a backseat role, I guess, with his fighters. But once again, we know Floyd. He can never do that. He loves the limelight. He loves the cameras on him. It always has to be about him. So it's, it's, it's a catch-22, really. It's, it's something that it's part and parcel with Mayweather promotions and yeah, how, how they operate. But it's always going to be about Floyd. Always. If he's there. To be fair, to be fair, if Mayweather's face is involved, you're going to get extra promotion. That's yeah. a fact. Tank, yeah. Tank, Tank is probably as big as he is because he's of, got yeah. Mayweather's face constantly there, constantly in the limelight. I, I the people think... who turn up, you see bare celebrities turning up, bare people supporting him. It's because Mayweather said, this is the heir to my throne. And where was pushing him, so that I, definitely okay. helps. His... Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that one, but I feel like yeah. I think once they get to a certain level in terms of stardom, once they've been built to a certain level, yeah, maybe Floyd's present presence might not be required anymore because they, oh, the, for they, him he's going to increase. <laughs> the bigger they get, the more influence he's going to have. That's the, I feel like cool. Yes, use the mayor of a name. Let him be attached to you. Obviously, he will get you in certain spots which you might not have gotten if not for him etc but once they achieve a level of stardom that I don't feel like there's need for Floyd to be so there if you know what I mean obviously he'll, yeah. obviously he'll always be there because it's a business right and this is his business yeah. but in that sense he doesn't have to take such an active role in being around Tank for example who is at a level now where obviously he's bringing people in etc so yeah. that's why I feel but like I said we know Floyd and Floyd is a camera whore it is what it is. Floyd, the, <laughs> yeah. the bigger you get, the more Floyd's going to see, oh, this is an opportunity for me to... Forget my to my <laughs> yeah. yeah, trust me. He, trust he's me. going the other way around. If, if you're not a big fighter to him, if you're not going to... He's probably less active. The mm. bigger you get, the more active he is. You even yeah. see him in the press conferences, still talking about himself. Brother, I've told you. They're asking, they're asking questions about Tank and he's going, oh, yeah, he's the best bank robber though. Ain't nobody made 100 M's. <laughs> Fam, I tell you, there was one time when, obviously, I think, I think it was a Tank fight where... He was promoting the tank fight and the, there was like 50, obviously, you know, press conference asking the fighter questions. I think there was like a 20 minute segment where there were people just questioning Floyd. And then he's there using it to promote, he, he went and promoted his strip club. The, the, the girls collection thing. He opened yeah, the up. girls collection. Yeah. Man, man spent 20 minutes talking about that. I thought to myself, wait, am I not at a Javante Davis press conference? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, like I said, that's Floyd, isn't it? We know what. We know what he's on. The funniest one. Remember when he posted a picture of his son, you like graduated. <laughs> yeah. And in the post, he said, oh yeah, when I was his age, um, I had to provide for my family. I had to do this and he that. Made, he made it about him. He's, he, he made he, the post about him. His son yeah, graduated. He's that, like, oh, when Floyd, I was his age. Though. Yeah. I was I was winning this for the, I was like, the hell? This is about your son. Who cares about what you're doing at his age? Bro, that's Floyd, man. And like I said, I you know, Part of Floyd, obviously, he's one of my favorites of all time, one of my goats. But there are certain aspects of 
him, which I don't like at all. And um, I guess, yeah, the, the, the camera whoring is one of them. And yeah, so it is what it is. That's what, I'm used to it by now. As a Floyd fan, you're used to it. In it so um, let's, let's, <laughs> he, let's, likes, he likes to say it's about these fighters. It's about the next generation. He always says it. Always says <laughs> he it. likes to pretend that it's, it's not about yeah, him. It's yeah, about he these. always opens up by saying it's not about me. It's about Javante Davis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then by, by the time we're done with it, it's, it's gone back to him. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, he is what he is. Um, let's, let's get back to Javante because obviously, uh, performance wise, obviously, once I guess it's hard to argue once you know when you close the show in such a fashion, which he tends to do all the time. But for you, how, how, how do you rate his performance against Barrios against a guy obviously that was a lot bigger than him, a lot more range than him, a natural 140 pounder? Can't forget, um, he's come out two weight classes technically, so. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you feel like he did? Um, he done well in terms of outcome, I believe. Um, yeah, he done well in terms of outcome. You can, yeah, but performance wise, I can't. He he he's another one. There's always a there's always a caveat. He's got such explosive power. Yeah, when he lands, it's a game changer. Yeah. Um when you're watching the fight and analyzing it round by round, kind of thing, Barrios mm. was doing better. But mm. once again, what Tank has in his locker. The power compared to Barris's power is two, di- two different levels. He's yeah. very skilled. The, the performance, I can't I can't say the it was an amazing performance. It was a great performance. Yeah. But the outcome itself was was a great outcome. He fought he fought a good fight. He won the fight. He done yeah. well. Yeah. I can't take away I can't take any finger away from him and say it was a bad performance and this and that because mm. like you said, two weight classes, a much bigger fighter. But he was losing rounds. Um, he didn't do certain things we wanted to see, like go to the body early on, um, yeah. negate, negate the jab, get off his own jab, uh-huh. certain aspects in that sense. But um, great result, great win. Great result, yeah. Great Close the show in great fashion as well. Mm-hmm. Super exciting. And to be fair, hats off to Barros as well, because he made it a great fight. He's obviously, he's, you know, Barros is, I liked what I saw from Barros in, in there. Um, yeah. It's just, he, obviously he's come up against a, a dynamo in tank. Um mm-hmm. A lot of people probably just the way Barris fought. A lot of people, I'm sure, may, might have lost. But Tank is Tank. Obviously, he's someone which would they're, they're tipping as someone that's generational. Maybe so. It is what it is. But um, it was an exciting fight. I really enjoyed, it, especially towards the, the, you know, the, the latter rounds. It was back and forth in portions. Um, you sort of you know excited to see how how long can Barris hold out, or if he catches Tank flush, what's going to happen? And I think that moment, that time when he did catch him, and obviously dipped against the ropes, I was I, I went. <gasps> I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't, he didn't really pounce on it. He didn't really pounce on Tank. He was, he was very oh, scared of the power. I think, I think the Tank showboating also threw him off a little bit. But yeah, he should have really tried to jump on him then. Um, I was worried at that second. I was like, oh crap. But then obviously Tank then did what he had to do. Um, it's hard to ignore the elephant in the room. Uh, I think we obviously we asked this with, asked this question with every sort of Tank fight. And I think we will, you know, we will stay asking it because it's hard not to. Um, what next for Tank? <laughs> how, how do you approach this one here? Because this is another this is another segment in itself. Um, I think we yeah. have to get onto Mayweather promotions and Lennon Ellaby because Let's right now I, I really Let's don't do know it. what next for Tank. Let's do it. Let's talk about Mayweather promotions and their plan for Tank. Um, I think we said it many times in this pod that the thing is we man, they stink, say- man. They stink. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, oh. it's, it's, they, they stink. But yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I saw, obviously we say it all the time and we almost say it in a jokey way, but it's not even a joke when we say it. We all say, oh yeah, you know, 
we know what tank we know what the plan is for tank you know this is a smash and grab obviously um you see how quick they were to say obviously at the end um, was it jimmy Lennon jr and the new 140 pound check <laughs> <laughs> and do you see how quick the showtime they were going oh yeah he went his third you know third uh, third world championship in the third weight class i went to myself wait you know what i knew i knew you guys are so shameless you're going to do that i knew it yep but um yeah um, I think they've made it clear that Tank is not going to stay around at 140. Yep. Um, but we don't know where Tank is going to end up next or who he's going to fight next because, unfortunately, we've seen footages of Leonard Ellaby, that's the head honcho of Mayweather Promotions, say before, he said before, before this fight that, obviously, a lot of people were saying, oh, if Tank's at 140 and he wins, you know, he wins against Barrios, why doesn't he go on to fight Josh Taylor? LRB has basically said, no, not happening. <laughs> Straight up. And his reasons for not happening was that he said, these other guys need to bring something to the table. Tank is bringing all the fact, you know, obviously, you see how, you know, they were quick to point out that Tank sold, it was a full house, you know, so 16K apparently yeah. was, yeah, 16K, the capacity, which they filled to the brim. LRB was very quick to mention that. Very, he's always quick to mention that Tank sells out arenas. But he always stays saying, whenever you mention a credible opponent for Tank, he always he's always quick to say they need to bring something to the table because <laughs> Tank's bringing Tank's putting all the bums in the seats. So what are they bringing? Well, Mister Ellaby, Josh Taylor's bringing four belts. <laughs> he's the real belts. He's he's bringing all in the division that Tank in the belt that Tank just won is a regular belt. Josh Taylor has all four world titles in that division. So you told me. So you told me what he's bringing to the table. I I, I just want to know if that's not enough to. So what 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 does he need to bring? What did Barriers bring to the table that Josh Taylor's <laughs> Josh Taylor oh, didn't bring? A regular belt. <laughs> how, how does that make sense? You're fighting Mario Barrios. He so, apparently he brings something to the table. <laughs> a regular belt so, versus undisputed. The reason is so annoying. The thing is, I get what you're saying, and <laughs> I understand what you're saying. It's just frustrating. But so, yeah, basically, Leonard Ellaby is basically saying that, yeah, Josh Taylor is not happening because of the fact that it's too much of a risk for such a low reward, apparently. But, okay, cool. Monetary value, fair enough, if you feel like it's a low reward because you can't make as much money off Josh Taylor. But I promise you, you can make more money off Taylor than Mario Barrios. But obviously, <laughs> it's a, because it's such a high risk, because they know that Tank could get worked by Josh Taylor, they're thinking, mm, you know, worth the risk on that one. But to me, four belts, bragging rights, a division you're the kingpin of. What, what more? What more can you ask for? What more can you ask for? They, they stink. They, they, to be fair, he has also said that Thingy will not be campaigning at one forty. That Tank won't be campaigning at one forty. This is just a good. Which is, he yeah. said, this is just a good opportunity, and yeah, <laughs> they're going to take it. Um, ha- yeah, I'm I'm cool with that because I don't feel that Tank should be there anyways, if you ask me. But we know of a division where we do believe he should be, and that's the 135-pound division. And unfortunately, um, we've now seen, is it Floyd? What, what, yes. what, what, what did he say, bro? He basically said that, what, Tank won't fight outside the PBC banner? He said, we work we work smarter, not harder. <laughs> he loved, loved that one. That's, that's another Mayweather quote. Yep. Bro, so this is a Tank's post-fight press conference. Mayweather's not on stage. Mayweather's at the sides, chilling. Yep. yep. 
Ask Tag a question. Mayweather's answering from the sides. Yep. All the cameras turned towards him. He said, yeah, we work. <laughs> we work hard, hard, smarter, not harder here. And he's like, why should we go make other promotion companies richer or other staples yep. richer? Yep. We keep it in-house. He said, yep. we keep it in-house. And if they're not under the Mayweather promotions banner and they're not on the PBC, we're not going to work with them. So that immediately rules out so, Tiafimo yeah. Lopez. Let's, yeah. Let's, 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 yeah. So tell me who that, that rules us out of now. That rules us Tiafimo Lopez. Mm. Rules out Ryan Garcia. Okay. Rules out Lomachenko. Okay. Rules out Devin Haney. The fights we want to see. Right. And then if we're moving to, um, what's it called? 130, where he's also at. Yep. That will rule out Shakur Stevenson. Um, if we're looking at 140, that rules out Josh Taylor. Uh-huh. And, and <laughs> Ramirez. And Ramirez. It's, who's Progray with? Progray's with PBC, is he not? He's, I think he's technically a free agent. Okay. But obviously, um, the, the, his last fight was on PBC. Okay. Maybe, well, uh, Pro, Pro, Progray was vocal, but... He, well, like, Progray was, was very... I mean, Progray pretty much said that I'm going to destroy you, little boy. And <laughs> you know what? I, I'm with Progray. I think Progray beats Tank, but that's... Uh, I would love for that fight to happen, that someone's getting knocked out, but... But we've already I, I, heard he's not campaigning at 140, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was a smash and grab, like we, we called... Yep, yep. We don't know what so, we... I have no idea what we're going to see from so, Tank wait, wait, because... Whoa, whoa. So, just, just, so, if Tank is now ruled out now by of all those, what, six fighters we just mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Who is left for him to fight? Robert Easter Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That's who they're going to fight next. Actually, no, actually, no. They're not going to do that because they're following the same Mayweather blueprint where Mayweather love to fight um, Mexicans and South Americans. Yes. Because they draw they quite money. a good crowd. Yes. They bring in a good crowd. Yes. So I think we're going to see him with another maybe Mexican or South American fighter. Right. I, I can't think of any names off the top of my head. Right, okay. I don't know who, I don't know who, who that is. You, you, you don't need to better. think of anything because all what we've been saying has come to pass. <laughs> Remember we said time ago, last year, that unfortunately we're not going to see Tank fight any of these guys anytime soon. Nope. Obviously, the rest of these guys still haven't fought, really. We've only got Tiafimo and Lomachenko that have fought. But the rest of these guys are still taking their time. But I can guarantee it that the rest of these guys can get it in before Tank ever sees these men. Yep. And the only way we'll see Tank against these men is if these men put out a stinker or they come off a loss or something, well, they might is. see them rush to make the fight. But overall, we're never going to see Tank against these guys. And it's a damn shame. It's a damn, damn shame. I can't, be, I can't believe Melvin's come out and said that, you know. Openly. <laughs> Brazenly like that. He said, we're going to keep it in-house. How could... So you literally just said you've ruled it. So no Tiafimo, no Lomachenko, no Haney, no Ryan. How can you come out and say that? That's almost like a spit in the face of us fans, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. It's it's a spit. Yeah, it is. It's a huge spit. Because basically, what they're saying is that we're not chasing legacy for Tank. We're not trying to aspire to cash cow. Make it. He's a cash cow. We're gonna milk him. He's just gonna fight people to make us more money. They want to make as much money from Tank as possible. They don't want to mm. share the pie. Yeah. They want to be like, okay, he wants this belt. This is his goal. His goal is purely to make their money. Simple yeah. as. And they're going to keep doing a fight. You know that 16,000? I don't even believe they, those were sold out tickets. I believe they handed out half the tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree as well. I agree. <laughs> they're probably handing out half the tickets. There's because people it, in it, there. Because don't forget, the crowd was very pro-tank. So pro-tank. That, tank wasn't even it, doing anything. And they'll bro, stand up. I'm pretty sure there was like, there, was, there might be like 10% Barrios fans there. 
Yeah. And that's a lot because it was in Texas. Was it in Texas? No, it might have been. I, I think know. it was Atlanta. Okay, no, okay. Atlanta, sorry, not Texas, but still. As you said, Latino fighters, Latino fight fans come and support their guys in droves, yeah. right? In droves. Yeah. So, okay, I understand Atlanta is a black city, a lot of blacks, blah, blah, but still, I'm still skeptical of the fact that there was barely any Latino fight, Latino fight fans in there because Barros is what, Mexican-American or American-Mexican. They show up for their guys, always, always. So, yeah, I'm, I, I was, you know, I questioned that as well, but LAB was quick to point. He obviously loves to point out quickly that Tank sells out arenas and these other guys, Yeah, he does. At Leonard, it's not just about who sells what or whatever. You know, you, you lot, because you lot are quick to say that Tank is the best. They're quick to say that the tank is the best 130 pound, the 135 pound, 140 pound, or whatever. Yeah. But so you have to put him up against the best. I'm sorry, you have to match him against the best. So he proves himself against the best. Because there's yep. four other guys who are calling themselves the best as well. And they don't exist on the <laughs> I mean, he's been beefing TF, you know, he's been beefing Team of Female for months. You know, they've been yeah. going back and forth over like money and whatnot. And yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um mm. The fact of the matter is we're going to respect these other guys' resumes more than Tank's, unfortunately. And it's a shame because it annoys me because, like I said, you know me, I'm a big Tank fan. And even every time I watch him fight, I'm excited. He's so exciting to watch. And yeah, man, I can only rate, I can only rate these other guys ahead of him because of the fact that they're putting the work and they're up against killers. So yeah. I don't know who PBC are going to pull out next for Tank. I really don't know. It's not Tank's fault as well because we've seen him go back and forth with yeah. Ryan Garcia. Yeah. He said yeah. he wanted it, but yeah. we both know that maybe the promotions will never <laughs> make that happen. But the thing is, bro, that's not going to save Tank from, you know, the, the, you know, the um, from fight for the fans. Yeah. The fans are going to go at Tank because they feel like obviously, obviously that yeah, Tank is the face. Well, of him, so these guys, these guys are openly saying it from their own mouths, so we can we can hear it was coming from. Yeah. yeah, it's not like. Before, like Canelo versus Golovkin, we didn't know. We didn't know. We we kind of knew. Actually, yeah. we did know, but then we weren't hearing it directly. Yeah. But yeah. this one, they're openly Mayweather, Leonard, and are openly ducking people. <laughs> openly ducking people, and it's 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 sad because right. I want you definitely. You're a huge Tank fan. Yeah. We want Tank to achieve legacy. We want it to be seen as a great because he can. And he can be. Talented. That's the thing. He can be. But if you keep feeding him these, not even big <laughs> fights, yeah, but it's, no, it's, it's no, not the fights we want to see. No disrespect to Barrios because he's clearly a very yeah. good fighter and his performance was, was really good. Mm. But as you said, there's an elite four right now. We've got an elite four Pokemon team. Uh, there's an elite four right now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tank, yeah, Tank should be, should be fighting these guys. Yeah, that's gonna be fighting these guys. So it is what it is. Um, Unfortunately, we, we're probably gonna, when we're discussing that one forty five pound, you know, the one forty five pound division, bro, we've got to leave Tank's name out. Yeah, we do. With like, you know, we, you know, we we, we were saying it's mad, but we've been inserting him in there because of just the fact that he technically he is a one forty five pounder, and we can see the ability and whatnot that we have to. It's hard to ignore, but now we have to ignore it because of the fact that for Miller to come out and for your boss to come out and say that yeah, he's not gonna fight any of these guys. Unless they come over here or whatever, yeah, he's not in these conversations anymore. I'm not putting him in serious 135 pound conversations. I can't because he's not. He's doing his own thing at PB. The PBC Island strikes again. I don't know. Well, he's still with PBC. Um, 
Who's the fantasy fight we said last week? Adrian Broder. He's a beast oh with PPC. <laughs> if, if they made that one, that would be so funny. Because it's looking more likely now. Oh my gosh. I'm they've, they've, they've outlined the pool of fighters they're going to pick from. But Barris is with PBC. That's why they picked him. Bro, the pool's going to get smaller and smaller. Who's who? Eventually, <laughs> eventually the fans got to win, no? Eventually, like, they've got to hear us. <laughs> Bro, we might as well just look at PBC's lineup and think of the fights we want to see from there. <laughs> that's, that's it. Make Adrian Broner versus Tank. That's what I want to see. If, oh you, if you make that, I'll be pleased. Because I don't know who else. Or Robert Easton Jr. Is that who they're going to kill us? Um, and that's no knock to Easter Junior. Good. It's not. But then I don't um, think they like oh, black fighters against each other. I'll tell you who they're going to pull out the bag. Who? Mikey Garcia. Oh, yeah. He's like 160 pounds now. They'll get him back down, obviously. He'll come back down. They, they, look, they're going to they're gonna resurrect Mikey Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Free him to tank. And that'll be a big fight. You know that's yeah, you know a that, huge fight. You know, that, you know his, his fan base is, is mad as well, Mikey Garcia. So, but... um. It's still not something I want to see because maybe a couple of years ago when Michael Garcia was actually serious about boxing, I would yeah. love to see that. But now it's, it's kind of like a ghost of Mikey, right? Um, I don't even know. Like you said, he's what? He's 160. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he's more than that. Bro. He's more than that. He's definitely more than 160. Yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> he might be 180, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's huge. <laughs> yeah, watch. We'll see Mikey Garcia versus Tank at some point now. Um, boy, it's a, it's, a, it's a damn shame. It's a damn, damn shame. But we'll see, it's Tank Lomachenko. Lovely segue because now, like I said, let's talk about serious 135 pounders and guys who actually are in that division to do something and build a legacy. Um, the return of the Matrix, Matrix Reloaded. My tech. <laughs> Matrix Reloaded. Lomachenko made his longer weight return, fresh off, obviously, that shoulder surgery and that loss to Tiafimo. Mm-hmm. I think we said that, you know. We're, it's interesting to see how he will come out, how he will look. Will he look rusty? Will he be ring rusty, you know, shake off and whatnot? Boy, please, it pleases me to say that Lomachenko looked better than ever. <laughs> he, he looked better than ever, bro. Um, Pretty good. Wow, he looked he looked phenomenal. Um, he beat the brakes off Nakatani, to put it to put it mildly. Um, he, he, he beat the brakes off him um, from round one to round nine when it eventually got stopped. Um, Lomachenko was giving me all what I like to see from Lomachenko, bro. Um, the fo- I mean, I could watch this guy's feet pause. But yeah, I could, watch, <laughs> I could watch this guy's feet for the entire like for the entire duration of a fight, bro. I don't have to see his hands. Yeah, watching that footwork, the pivoting, the angles, the way he uses his footwork to set up angles and uses his footwork to attack and defend at the same time. Nuts! What a fighter, man! What a fighter! Um, yeah, he. Yeah, he angled Nakatani to death from round one to round nine. Um, he survived a bit of a scare, I'd say, with, with the clash of heads. There was a yeah, big clash of heads. He, he was fine with it. He didn't see face. He was calm. I mean, the blood was streaming down his face, but he was still, you know, he got to work. He got busy. He did what he did. They patched, they patched him up well as well. He yeah, still bleeding after Good, good corner, man. Good, good cut, man, for sure. Um, yeah, man, what, what, what can I say, man? It was, it was a brilliant performance from Lomachenko against an opponent that we said that might be quite tricky for him. Obviously, yeah. another sort of fight where we saw a huge difference in height and reach. Nakatani's down near six foot, right? Um, yeah. And he's awkward. And he, remember, we said he gave Tiafimo a tough, tough fight. Um, one that Tiafimo was able to come through, but he, you know, he, he struggled a little bit. But 
I think it's fair to say that Lomachenko dispatched Nakatani in a lot more impressive fashion than Tiafimo, right? Yeah. I mean, we usually say Lomachenko starts off slow. Yeah. He didn't waste time this, this didn't time. didn't waste man. time whatsoever. He got on to him. He got on to him and he was forward. Um, he was he was ac- he was accurate. And you can you can give some criticism on Nakatani. His head movement was non-existent. Mm. Um, he tried he tried to do a similar thing as Teofimo, exert the jab, go to the body a few times. Um, but Loma weren't having it. <laughs> his head movement's brilliant, like his footwork brilliant. Um it's all brilliant, bro. And he was popping man's head, he was popping Nakatani's head back. Like Lomachenko isn't really, I, I mean, I think he's got pop to his punches, but it's not like yeah. devastating power from what I can tell. Just mm. from what I'm going off his opponents, what they look like afterwards. But Nakatani, obviously he was he was so easy to hit for him that eventually it was all going to accumulate, right? Yeah. And his face was all bashed up anyways, like by the time Lomachenko was done with him. So yeah, he looked pretty powerful in there. Um, so it's good, yeah, it's good to see, obviously, you know, I think he feels good that he's able to throw his right hand now, confidence. So it was the right shoulder, wasn't it? That has been troubling him for quite a while. So it looks fine. There was no hitches there. Nothing awkward, no awkward movements or anything. Mm. He looked like he, he looked, he literally looked like he hadn't been away. Literally. Yeah. Um, he, looked, he looked better than before. <laughs> yeah. Better than and, um, for a while. Boy, <laughs> it, 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 got the te- it got the tongue wagging a little bit. I won't lie. I was thinking, <laughs> oh, oh. Lomachenko's come back on this form, great form. I guess naturally, obviously, it's the what next, and we know what what they want next. Um, it's a Tiafimo rematch. Um, for you, is that the one you want to see next, straight up? Obviously, um, provided that Tiafimo comes through Pambosis. I'd love to see it. I yeah. can't complain if we see it. I've, I've said yeah. who I want to see. Yeah, it. Yeah. Um, the reason why I say Devin Haney, I, I've said it so many times, but I do feel like you need to build your way back up almost. Um, right. It, that's a fair way to build yourself back up because yeah. we want to see all roads lead to Tiafimo now. So you've got to work your way towards him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't mind seeing him work his way back, but I don't mind seeing it straight away either. Yeah. Um, he bullied Nakatani, and I think off that performance, bullied him. He, he earned, you don't really bully Nakatani like that, you know. That's he, what I'm saying. There was there was knockdowns in there which they should have counted as knockdowns. I felt. Yeah. Like, there, there was, was one in like the second round, and maybe yep. one in like the fourth or fifth. Yeah. That they said oh, they ruled slips, but I was like, these punches were accumulating, and my man was trying to hold on. That's why he fell down. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he was he bullied Nakatani. Great performance, and I think off that performance, um, he he's earned. He's he's back. You feel me? He's, he's back. Uh, he's, he's back. He's more than back, bro. Um, that performance got me so excited, and um, they're thinking, boy, he might be coming back with a vengeance. You know, for what CFP, you, bro. What, you, what are you saying? You, you fancy that? Let's <laughs> <laughs> answer the question, well, bro. I can't lie. If Lomachenko starts like that against Tiafimo, because remember this, we said the main thing with Tiafimo, obviously he got going towards the second half of the fight. Yeah, he started way too late with his work because I guess he was just wary of Tiafimo's power and. Tifima himself was a really good boxer with good footwork anyway, so he wasn't able to get his steeds off. But boy, if he boxes like that against Tifima, it's long for Tifima. I won't even lie. It's, it's, it's so long for him. Yeah. And Tifima's my guy. Don't get me wrong. I love Tifima. Yeah. But uh, when Loma's on songs like that, how, how do you stop him? How? You have yeah, to bang it's... him hard. <laughs> but yeah. bang him hard and early just to be like, just, just deter him from angling you to death as he does mm. um yeah i think that there is there is a factor which always 
gives may, maybe gives here female the edge, and it's that twelfth round of the last fight, boy. Because ignore the, the ju- ignore the judges' scorecards because yeah. they were silly. Um, for me, that round, it was like whoever wants it more, whoever's the better fighter, whoever go out there and win that it's round. Literally, whoever wants it more at that point, yeah, at that time, yeah, go out there and win that round. And Teofimo had been losing like the last four or five rounds. He'd been yeah. taking punch punishment. And Loma was on, he, he found his steam at that point. So he's yep. going into the 12th round, he's been dominating. Yep. And Teofimo went back and dominated that last round. Yep. He won it comfortably. He did. So for me, he shows that kind of heart and desire. And it, that's almost a separate, that 12th round was almost that, a separate no, battle. That 12th round made Teofimo a man. Yeah. I would say it like, that's, that's what made him. The, like that's that's what announced him to me even more because like as you, like you said the, the momentum was all on Loma's favour and yeah for him to do that to pull that out of the bag because he caught him with a really big shot in that 12th round as well which yeah. hurt Lomachenko visibly um, to do that after you've been pressured for so long it just showed to me that yeah you actually you're made of that you know that champion stuff or, you know that champion material yeah. which we like to say fighters are made of that showed that for me so, yeah, monstrous 12th round. Um, Boykin wouldn't have a better 12th round than that in his career, to be honest. That, that's what made him, so. Yeah, it's a huge 12th round. He just shows he can come out of the fire. He, 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 when he can face adversity. Tough, he can get going, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, if even if, let's say, Lomachenko starts fast, we know Teofimo's got something inside of him Yeah. to potentially come back and, and oh, yeah. fight against that. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if that's there within him, it always makes it an interesting prospect of a fight yeah um we want to see the best face the best of yeah, as we said we want to see, <clears throat> obviously we said before it was originally a, a, a you know a quintet of 135 pounders but it's four now obviously we kicked the brother out so it's back to the four <laughs> so loma haney ryan um tiafimo yeah just yeah let's just see something please that's all i'm begging you please um Obviously, Tiafimo Senior was at the fight. Obviously, yeah. he, he gave Loma small, small props, but he was like, "Yeah, it doesn't really mean nothing, though. It's nothing like nothing special." Obviously, he did, he did what he had to do. But Tiafimo Senior said that he's happy for the rematch to happen. Obviously, once Tiafimo takes care of Cambosis, so he's cool with it. By the sounds of things, obviously, Tiafimo Senior is actually his, 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 he's his son's trainer, so yeah. he's heavily involved in his career and stuff. So that's good. Um, Obviously, Lomachenko wants it, as we know. And from what I can tell, Tiafimo has no qualms about fighting Lomachenko again either. So, it, yeah, it looks like that could possibly be made. They're both on top rank, obviously. So, I'm expecting that to be made pretty easily. Um, hopefully, we see it. Um, I'm still hearing a lot of talk about Tiafimo maybe having one more fight at 135 and then going back up and then going up to 140. Yeah. It's a bit, which is a bit worrying for me because I do want him to stick around a bit more. Because obviously Haney's still there and Ryan Garcia's still there, but boy, what, what can we do? But to be I'll, fair to them, yeah, every every one of them apart from Lomachenko are big. Yes, they're all very. They, they, they can move up. They're all going to move Garcia, up. Garcia, Devin Haney, they're big as well. So yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's no there's no avoiding each other. <laughs> you yeah. guys must fight by force. By force. If you don't get make it happen at one thirty five, you better happen at one forty. It has to happen, boy. Bro. Um, We'll do WWE Fatal 4-Way. <laughs> Chuck put a cage in. Yeah. Lock Elimination chamber, them things there, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, nah, great to see Loma back. Great to see him back. And um, hats off to him. 
Um, he, was, he looked phenomenal. Like it was a lovely boxing masterclass performance of punching, moving, angles, everything. He gave me everything which I like to see from Loma. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens next. I will say, in comparison to the tank performance, that one I can say was a great performance. If you get what I'm saying, because, from start to finish, yeah, yeah, he was he was winning the rounds, he was dominating the fight. Yeah. It was a great performance and a great outcome, great result because yeah. he stopped him. He made a statement. Yeah, tank made a statement, stopped him. But the performance, I can't say, oh, an amazing performance because he was losing rounds and it was... Yeah. Not that it was close or anything or that he was struggling. He just weren't winning the rounds yeah. and such. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh-huh. But great to see great, great to see both of them. I think they both made big statements and both yeah. done their thing. 100%. And just quickly as well, I want to quickly touch upon um, another fight that was on undercard on Tank's, on Tank's card. Yeah. Um, we saw Ericsson Lubin defeat... Um, Jason Rosario um, in a 154-pound fight. Um, so that's um, light middleweight. Um, yeah, light middleweight. Um, mm-hmm. Both of these guys, obviously, are former vanquished foes of Jamel Charlo. Um, yeah. So remember back then, Lubin lost in, I think, the first round to Charlo. Um, and obviously, Rosario has recently been beaten by him as well. Um, just want to touch upon this one because obviously it's quite has quite a lot of repercussions, I think, for the division because the winner of that fight becomes mandatory to one of Charlo's belts. Um, so I, I'm thinking that obviously once Charlo obviously has his fight with Castaño, um, obviously, yeah, the winner of, of that fight will probably face Lubin. Um, and it'd be interesting to see if it is Charlo, if Charlo does come away with all four, but obviously he's I think the, the big favorite to, to, you know, um, unify the division fully and become undisputed. But obviously, it's a bit of a grudge match because ever since that loss to Charlo, um, Lubin and Charlo have always been. You know, you know, if they go back and forth every now and again on Twitter, they yeah. haven't in a while. But there's still a lot of bad blood between both of them, and it's good to see. I'm happy for Lubin because back when he fought Charlo the first time, obviously he was touted as I guess almost the next big thing, super talented and whatnot. Yeah. And I was super excited for that fight when it got made at first. But my first thought was that has this come a bit too soon for Lubin? Yeah. And I think Charlie said the same. Charlie was saying that he shouldn't be fighting me now. It's way too soon for him. And I guess obviously it was proven correctly because Charlie stopped him one round. Dirty, yeah. dirty knockout. Remember, it was uppercut. Crazy knockout. Dirty, dirty knockout. Um, and it, it hurt because obviously you're thinking, damn, Lubin is so young. And I think he was like 21 at the time. So it was quite a while ago. But obviously... He's come a long way since then. He hasn't lost since then. And yeah, he's been on a big winning streak. And I can see the difference then. To, I mean, from and now to compare to then. Um, he's a lot more measured of his work. Really good counter-puncher. He can, front, he can fight on the back foot, the front foot. He, he carries a lot of power as well. Um, both of these guys are big 154-pounders as well. Um, Rosario, I mean, and Lubin. But um, yeah. Lubin, Lubin shots because they were both landing shots, but Lubin's shots just had a lot more pop to him. You could feel it. And um, Rosario is quite weak towards the body. I mean, as we yeah. saw when, I mean, he got stopped by a jab to the body. Really. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, every time Lubin went invested, but Lubin, who's a really good body puncher anyways, every time he invested to the body, I could, you could see Rosario wasn't comfortable with it. So um, it was only a matter of time. And that's, yeah, in the end, it, the body work told and, yeah, but he got dropped again by a body shot and whatnot. And um, yeah, Lubin closed the show. 
But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, obviously, if Charlo does come through Castanio, I'm looking forward to seeing that rematch between Lubin and uh, Charlo because Lubin's come on leaps and bounds since that first loss. And, um, you know me, I, I love Needle, so I know that there's, yeah. a drug, there's a grudge match to be settled and I'm, I'm involved. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that should be cool. That should be, that should be good fun. Um, yeah, man, good weekends of action, man. I enjoyed, I enjoyed all the boxing this weekend. Um, um, I want to talk about an announcement that's just been made. Well, not just been made, but made, I think it was made yesterday or the day before yesterday with regards to Anthony Joshua. Um, obviously, since the fallout of Fury, Joshua, and the fact that Fury's got to fight Wilder a third time, we sort of knew what was going to happen for AJ in terms of, in terms of opponents. Obviously, Usyk's been mandatory for a while now. Um, so, um, yeah, the Usyk's fight, according to Eddie Hearn, they've got a date now pending September 25th um, so yeah apparently that's going to happen I don't think we've got a venue yet though have we um, it's meant to be at Tottenham oh State Tottenham one. Tottenham yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's meant to be at Tottenham so hopefully they'll be able to get the fans out for that one a, a good portion of fans out for that one and that should be a good night um, that's a fight you know I saw quite a few people saying oh, you know growing and whatnot but I mean AJ's not going to sit down and just wait for those other men to so out there, it's huge. He's got, he's got, he's got. What are you growing about? Uh, saying, you know, just growing about that. He's got to fight Usyk. It's like, what do you expect him to do? Like, <laughs> well, who should he fight? Like, like, there's, there's no one else out there, really. Um, he can't win, man. Yeah, he got, if, he, if if he didn't fight Usyk and he sat and waited for the results of um, Fury and um, yep. Wilder, they would say he's ducking Usyk. Yep. If he, 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 yeah, he Look, doesn't. AJ, he's he set a path. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He set a path that he wants to be undisputed. He's not going to vacate his belt. He's, yeah. He's willing to fight all comers. Basically. And he's shown that in his resume. Exactly. He's not like these other men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, he can't win. But um, yeah, I'm happy the fight's been made. And it's actually a fight I'm looking forward to seeing because of the fact that Usyk is going to bring a completely different style to anything AJ's ever seen in terms of, I guess, the movement and the fluidity and the speed. Um. And I guess the, just the, the boxing ability. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing how AJ adjusts to that. Still expecting AJ to come away with a W. But um, yeah, it's an interesting fight for me stylistically. But I did notice, I think I was a bit disheartened by the date that got given. Because obviously, obviously, me being the passion merchant that I am and the, you know, the optimistic fellow that I am, I'm yeah. still hoping that we might be able to see by the end of the year Obviously, if Fury and Wilder are fighting in July, that's pending. Maybe Asia can fight in like August, for example. And then that might leave enough room for us to see, hopefully, think of, well, whoever it is, Fury, I mean, AJ versus either the winner of Fury or Wilder, but then maybe December time, right? Yeah. But I feel like September is, it leaves, a bit, leaves it a bit late, which means that that fight is definitely not going to happen this year. I think that's killed it for, for good now. Um, yeah, I don't see how they can make the fight now. If he's fighting September 25th, which is late September, basically October. Yeah, no undisputed fight this year. It's not happening. It's fully been killed. We go. We go. Wait till next year. I think he, that was... he's just deep. He's just feeling that now, <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro. I always knew it, but obviously, a part of you, there's always a part of you that hopes, bro. Always a part yeah. of the hopes inside, and they're thinking, oh, if AJ fights in August, there's definitely enough time for him to make a fight for December. You know, and we can get that fight in December, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. A part of me, a, a tiny little part of me, like 2% of me hoped that could happen, but it is what it is. We go again next year. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I ain't getting my hopes up for anything. I'm just, um, once the fight's announced and stuff, that's where my focus will be. I'm interested to see what iteration of AJ we see. Will we see the boxing heads, um, the more measured AJ? Will we see mm. the destroyer AJ? Will we see a heavy AJ or a light AJ? Yeah. I think that's the interesting. We know what Usyk will see. Or yep. maybe we'll see a, a, a bigger Usyk. Who knows? But um, yeah, I think we, we just take each fight as it comes. Yeah. Try and enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for this one, man. I've been... Yeah. And once again, what another name for his resume. <laughs> yeah. Stupid resume. I mean, he's literally taken on all comers and beaten top, top guys. So, yeah, man. By far the best resume in heavyweight boxing. <laughs> yeah. As an act, active guys right now, anyways. Um, those other two men can't chat to him, resume-wise. <laughs> they can't. They can't chat yeah, to him. They can't. Resume-wise. And um, yeah, yeah, nah. Styles makes fights. This is stylistically super interesting for me. But AJ should come away with a win. I just feel like Usyk's yeah. too small. Just yeah. too small. Um, doesn't have enough power or yeah, size to cause AJ significant problems like that. But you never know, man. It's heavyweight boxing, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that's what makes it interesting. But um, yeah, let's leave it there. Nice little roundup of the fights. Good to see Loma back. Good to see another tank win. Um, and shame on you, Mayweather Promotions. Shame on you. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. That's that's my closing statement. Um, but yeah, it's been episode 44 of the Strategies and Podcast. I've been your boy, Cam. I'm your boy, Flows. And once again, make sure you hit us up on all the streaming platforms. And thank you for keeping it locked. Peace. Peace.